With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I am joined by Lawrence Connolly. Lawrence, welcome back to the show, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, uh, but expecting on some news that, that hasn't arrived, but uh, 
know. Well, there's actually a reason why we're a wee bit late because I, I noticed that there was a Sky Sports uh, breaking news announcement. They've gone up to Lennox Town and nothing. So no one slept in, Robert Arbuckle, although sometimes I look as though I've slept in. Uh, not today, pal, but welcome to the show. Welcome everybody from the world of Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Get the comments coming in. Let's run through how the Celtic fans are feeling at the moment at the situation we currently face. Uh, looking through the news yesterday, Lawrence, this is how we're being communicated to from our club. Those on high is that they're obviously um, sourcing information from either reasonable sources or not. I don't see any quotes in there, but apparently, you know, Dermot Desmond has given Neil Lennon another chance to turn it round. And we'll learn this from the mainstream media. And I asked the question, is it the only time the club wants to engage with Celtic supporters when they're selling their merchandise at Christmas or trying to renew the season tickets come May? This is a big issue at the moment because I think they've used to their advantage the scenes after the Ross County game um, to turn it around and say, well, we're not going to bow down to your pressure. We'll do it our way. I mean, is that going to um, result in a situation where this is turned around, Lawrence? Because for me, they're burying their head in the sand. Yeah, I mean, AC, my man, next. Uh, is anyone expecting a win or a point? It's. Shall we say that no one's expecting it to be turned around in that game? Uh, I think, you know, most people are expecting it to go to the Milan and, uh, and get defeated, which will be two wins in 11 games. Well, you're going to Milan, and I mean, is that your your chance to turn it around? I mean, seriously, we're, we're a. We're a team bereft of confidence, bereft of ideas. And, you know, what changes is Neil Lennon going to make that he's not already tried? Is there anything out there that he can try differently? Is there players that are going to make an impact that we haven't already given a run out? Is there a shape that we haven't tried on successfully this season? What is it that Dermot Desmond expects Neil Lennon to do differently on Thursday night with the personnel that he has at his disposal? I suppose what's going to be different is how Milan play. I mean, they're not going to pack everyone behind the ball and, and try and hit us on the break. You wouldn't have thought so. Perhaps, you know, we've got more room to play if we, uh, on the attacks we get. But, uh, as, you know, if we don't get any kind of performance in Milan, then it's back to league business. St Johnston. Yeah. Now, th- there is a problem, I think, uh, even domestically, Lawrence, because, you know, we're, we're in a situation where... Um, you know, I, I'm not even confident that we can beat a team like St Johnston. I mean, we've gone ahead against uh, Ross County in a bet, bet Fred. It's not as though they're on a great run of form. And, you know, we were well beaten. We were actually well beaten on the day. Yep. Um, and I think that when I look at the performance in the first half, the, it was very similar to the, the game against Hibs. First half, we could have played for three hours and never created a chance. Um, as I say, we're bereft of ideas. And I think that um, there, there's really short-sightedness coming from the Celtic board and what they need to be reminded of. And it's Celtic supporters that um, have to remind them of this. And by the way, th- this also taps into uh, what I'm thinking at the moment. I heard through Twitter that uh, one of the only, if not the only, one of the only Celtic alternative media sites who had access to the club and were given access to the press conferences, etc. And it wasn't a Celtic state of mind, by the way. We've never been granted access. Um, have been the, the, the access has been withdrawn. So the, the voice of the support, the only opportunity 
that uh, would allow supporters to air their, vo- their voice or, or their feelings or the feelings of the wider support has now been removed. Now, was that down to the fact that they were asking difficult questions? Yeah, I think everyone's looking for some answers. You know, what's the plan? Uh, are we just to leave? You know, it doesn't matter the results. We're just going to keep going. You know, at, at what point does it come imperative for a change? What are the board looking for? What are they going to judge it on? I don't think that you know the Milan result will, will make a difference here or there. But if we go out and we don't beat St Johnston, is it just carry on? It, it simply cannot be. I, I think the the decisions that we see by the the people who uh, have the power at Celtic. So we're looking at Dermot Desmond, major shareholder, and Peter Lowell, the CEO. The decisions that are made in the days and weeks to come in relation to the management uh, position at Celtic uh, will indicate their level of ambition to the Celtic support. So, if, for example, the maintain the status quo, Lawrence, and they say, let's continue as is. Uh, let's give Neil Lennon another chance. Then they're accepting, for me, mediocrity. They're accepting that they're going to be number two in Scotland. Um, and number two in Scotland is nothing. So that that's the first thing I would say. Do you honestly think that is the case, or are they buying some time so that they can get another plan in place? Right. I mean, the cup run you know, had to come at an end at some point, but I went cup run. But Ross Count is probably... A team out of form is probably you could have picked a team to face that you wanted a result against, and it's going to be much the same with St Johnston. Is it buying time? You know, we kind of surely we're not uh, kind of knee jerk. Surely we've got plans in place that we run with. You know, we've got what if scenarios that we must have sending people out by now. Is it no one wants to come? You know. The I don't believe at, that. Uh, I don't Park believe well. that. I'm particularly good at scenes at Celtic Park. Yeah, you know what though? Let's let's remember this is modern football, Lawrence, and there's plenty of managers out there watching the scenes unfold and thinking, right, this is developing, and their agents will be right on to Celtic. I mean, it doesn't work like um, I think Rod Stewart might have said, "Oh, no one would yep. touch you with a barge pole." Absolute nonsense, Rodney. That's nonsense. So. I don't subscribe to that at all. Any manager out of a job at this moment in time, if that is the market we're looking in, and I think it probably will be to avoid any compensation package, they'll be looking at these scenes thinking, well, that's developing rapidly. Therefore, my agent will be on to Peter Lowell to say I'm interested in this job. It won't, it won't work the other way about, um, like Rod Stewart said, and they won't touch it with a basketball. Oh. Modern football, it's fully mercenaries, Lawrence. You're not one, any manager. You're one a manager of a level. Yeah, maybe he's going to look at Lenny's performance. What is it, 72% in his second tenure? One defeat in the league and, and scenes like that. Would it That's make it more or less attractive? Would it make the, it more or less attractive? What's going to be success when you come in? Those those scenes were nothing to do with one defeat domestically in the calendar no, year. No, no, totally. But, you know, you know that's a, the stats, isn't it? Uh, well, you know, if a manager's going to look at it and go, well, what's Lenny done wrong? He's got one defeat. His last 10 games have been bad. He's got 72% win rate since he came back. One of the oh. trophies played for. You what success say, is Celtic? So you, it's just, do you think it will make it more or less attractive, those scenes? I don't think it makes a blind bit of difference to someone who wants to manage at this level. You could also counter what you've said there by saying we've been knocked out of three tournaments this season with 11 points behind Rangers and we're playing dreadfully. So I, I do see all the stats that are backing Lenny up, but... 
anyone who's watched the club this season knows that this is more than uh, a temporary loss of form. And I think Dermot Desmond, Peter Lowell, the people that are making these decisions, simply because of their position, Lawrence, uh, the 54,000 season ticket holders don't seem to have a voice. This is my frustration. But those two people are listening to their own echo chamber. They're listening to their own Zoom broadcasts. They're not listening to Celtic fans. Um, And that's the frustration. Now, I understand that the scenes after the Ross County game might have actually been counterproductive in terms of a decision being made, but I don't think that will make a blind bit of difference when we start recruiting for a new manager. In fact, I can guarantee you there'll be agents right now contacting Celtic saying, I have this guy available. Oh, totally. Is it the right guy though? No. Is it well, the guy is, at the right level? That takes us to the next question. Who who is the next? Who is the right guy? We've seen all the bookies' odds. We've seen loads of names. It's like confetti, you know, yep. um, all over the place. We've seen the names, and I think where we are, and and um, you know, in respect to that, is do we maintain a status quo? It's a big no from me because if you do that, we're going to get much, we're going to be served up more of the same, and that will result in you being number two in Scotland. As I keep saying, number two is nothing in Scottish football then you look at the, the market of unemployed coaches or managers. That's that's the market we've gone into the last twice, Lawrence, when we've appointed Neil Lennon and Brendan Rodgers. Guys who are un, unemployed, who we don't have to pay compensation to. Uh, that is probably a market that we're going to be looking at. Just because a manager's unemployed doesn't make them um, incapable of doing the job, incidentally. We know that. There's plenty of They're managers always, out there. Plenty of them. It doesn't make them capable, capable either. Well... You know. But I mean, what is the alternative, Lawrence? Because every every possible option that I'm giving you, I'm not even sure what you think is the the right way to take no, this. You know, they can continue with the status quo. Uh, you know, certainly Damien Duff going seems to have uh, had an adverse effect. Are they even considering changing the coaches? Is it just the manager that's considering changing? Is it the whole team, or are they actually just considering doing nothing? If they do nothing, <laughs> you know, when they, when they do nothing, Lawrence, come May. There's going to be 54,000 season tickets being asked to renew their ticket. They're already going through a season where we can't go to the games. We've been given a, a virtual pass, which, you know, it, it doesn't even run on time. I mean, the yeah. Premier Sports debacle, uh, you're paying twice for it and you, you're having to watch it on his goal. I mean, yeah. what are they expecting from Celtic fans when it comes to me if we lose this title when all the warning signs have been there for months? Do you think they have another manager lined up then that they, th- they think would uh, placate the fans then? Well, what is yeah. a long-term goal? You know, I think change is definitely there. That's when they're going to make it. We thought the international break might have been a more natural time to make it. Mm. That pass without it. Uh, I d- didn't even see him if, uh, as if it was considered. But, and now it's one result to the next. We're living result by result. Or Lenny's living result by result. Game, it's game to game, Lawrence, and that's a concern in itself. Yep. When I think back to the defeat against Rangers, you and I watched that game together. Very disappointing. And uh, my mind, you know, in terms of where we go from there, was already turning. My mind was already turning. Some people had said it after the Ferenc Varos game. Some people said it when Neil Lennon got the job, you're right? Um, yep. But it took me, I think, until the Aberdeen game at Petodre at halftime. Um, at what point, because it's interesting to hear you saying that we can't maintain the status quo, what point did you start thinking this has got to change? You're a few games into the season, we've not had a performance. You're hoping Lerner can turn it around, aren't you? 
he's got a track record of, of, of winning trophies for us. Uh, the Aberdeen game, you can't see a game out. It's it, it's worrying, you know, getting into final minutes injury time, you're a goal up and failing to see the game out. Looking at just the, the, the way the team's performance, you know, I know we've been hit with COVID and injuries, but we're playing, we're lacking width as a team. I think Alhamid was trying to give his width against again at the weekend, and uh, mm. I don't think he's the best best fella for that. So I suppose it, it's a gradual thing, isn't it? You know, is it, as we keep not getting performances, not getting points, it's not good. Really, I think at the start of the season, if you have to say, you know, you weren't going to win this season's league cup, that wouldn't have been a huge thing, would it? Well, I've already said my expectations are the Scottish Cup final on the 20th of December and the league title. Um, however, at this moment in time, right, it doesn't look as though we're going to get at least the league title anyway because we're, we're in a, a run of form, Lawrence, that has resulted in us being knocked out of three tournaments already. And yep. the form in the league is suggesting that we're going the same way in the league in the other tournaments. So I get when fans come back to me and say one domestic game in a calendar year and you're spoiled and this and that, and I've heard it all, you've got to look at what's in front of you, not what's behind you. You've got to look yeah. at the runny form that we're currently in, which, you know, there's comparisons to four home defeats. It's not happened since the, the late 50s. Yeah, Dreadful. So there seems a lack of invention on the park. Whether that is the genuinely the team's lacking width, missing Forrest and, and Johnston. They simply just try to play through the middle of a team that's packed its defence. Uh, we don't seem to be creating a lot of chances. Uh, you know, I suppose Motherwell aside, we, could, we created a few, but again, Motherwell got loads of chances. But it's definitely the, the return of the sieve. You know, we don't have a, a settled back line. I had to put in brackets, there's a 90s joke for anybody who wasn't around when not the view called at the sieve. I mean, what we've got there, we've got Julien, uh, a French under-20 World Cup winner, £7 million man. We've got a £15 million target for AC Milan, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and we've got Republic of Ireland International, who was here for the 10 in a row. And we can't defend a cross, we can't defend a long ball, we can't defend a corner. Uh, it's yeah. ridiculous, it's ludicrous. That the that has pieces. fallen to bits, aye. It's basic. pieces are terrible. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we watched it against Prague. We're putting Eddie on the front post and then Callum was the furthest man back. And that was a few times, not just for, for one of their goals, but that, that's where they were. And surely Eddie's the guy you want to be breaking with. You don't want to be putting him on your front. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Philip well, Floyd. Philip Floyd's joined us from YouTube, Lawrence. I need to bring this up because my point is that there's such a lack of engagement. Now, we, I don't have to remind anybody, we're in unprecedented choppy waters at the moment in, in world um, you know, levels, not, not just football, uh, but the, the whole scenario where we are and the fact that you and I are doing this remotely. We all know where we are. Uh, I've, I've heard the clubs, I've heard the initiatives, I've heard of engagement, Lawrence. I've heard that there's a club in, in our division who have contacted every single season ticket holder over the telephone to make sure that they're okay. Right yeah. now, what do we do as a club? What do we do as a club? Right, what we do is we ask um, at Christmas time for the fans to buy merch. We ask when our new kits come out for them to buy merch. We ask when the season tickets are having to be renewed to renew their season ticket, and that's about it. Now, Philip Floyd, tongue in cheek, and ex-players' birthdays. That's because it's we Simon Donnelly's birthday today, and there was a tweet that came out wishing Sid all the best, and I do wish Sid all the best. A lot of time for Sid, uh, lovely fella, and. This is my frustration. So there's this echo chamber, there's Zoom calls, there's conference calls, Lawrence, and whatever's said in there is what matters. Everything outside, they're calling it noise. They think that the 54,000 Celtic season ticket holders, they're thinking that people who are protesting outside the ground, they're thinking they're treating us with absolute contempt. Now, we don't have a voice because we're not at the game. So we're having broadcasts, we're having podcasts. When it's possible and the mainstream media ask you to speak, um, you, you speak. And the reason you speak, because I've been criticised for that as well, is because you've got to try and influence the narrative. So if a Celtic fans group, because I mean, back in the day, you've made a 90s joke, back in the day, there was figureheads, Lawrence, that, you know, emerged from Save Our Celts, Celts for Change. And, and the media would go to them because they were the voice of the fans. And by the way, I'm not the voice of the fans. What I'm saying is, when a Celtic state of mind gets to a point where there's a lot of fans getting involved and something says from Sky Sports, let's speak to them, we'll, we'll speak to them because we need to try and get that viewpoint across. At the moment, the club are not interested, Lawrence, and that is criminal, particularly at the end of this season if we don't win the league. And they'll know it's criminal because the 54,000 season tickets will not be renewed. So you've got to wonder what the club's betting on just now. You know, it's game at a time. Are they looking at it and saying, well, we've got a fairly easy run of form to the end of December? We that could pick that up included the Ross County game. Yeah, yeah, including the Ross County game. Are they, are they thinking we could win the league games and pick the cup up and go away for a, a winter break and come back uh, like we did last year? Is that what they're betting on? Well, they're, they're back in the wrong horse because we don't have a break. I mean, the international break's about the only one that they had. That Good. was the opportunity. Did Celtic was... not move the Hibs game so as we can get a, a mini break? A mini break? Do you think that's what they need? 
<laughs> what kind of break do they need? I you mean, what last year? But yeah, Celtic have moved the Hibs game to the Monday night, haven't they? All right. Well, listen. I don't think it's a break they need to be honest with you I think it's a change I think um, what we required and I've said this if you want to split it into three parts Lawrence you've got obviously the management team have spoken a lot about that and we'll continue to speak about it because I want to hear your thoughts on a lot of the kind of names that are flying about as well above that the tier above that you've got the board you've got the decision makers you've got uh, Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond um, who are the influential decision makers now what they've got to remember Lawrence is that you know, CEOs in the history of Celtic Football Club will come and go. Uh, Peter Lowell's time will come to an end. That will happen. Dermot Desmond will not always have the influence that he has. He won't always be the major shareholder. But you and I and everybody else who tunes into a Celtic state of mind and all the guys and girls that turned up outside the ground and everybody that's bought a season ticket, we'll always be there. Now, they need to start engaging with the Celtic fans. They can't just ignore us. I mean, we can't be called Neds and idiotic and entitled and panty waiters. What we are seeing at the moment it is a crisis. I mean, people criticise the fans who turned up outside the, the park. And by the way, I don't condone violence of any kind. And I don't condone what happened, the scenes. But you've got a right to protest. If it wasn't for protesters, there would be no Celtic. Now let's take a wee step back in yep. time again. Right. Now, I know that obviously they've been criticised at a higher level, even in football with the First Minister, because we shouldn't be gathering as they gathered, and I totally accept that. But we have a voice, and they're ignoring it. They're ignoring it. We're not at the games. They, they certainly don't tune into Axom, I wouldn't have thought. Um, they're pulling off the, they're pulling away the press passes to any fan media, as far as I'm aware. I've seen that on Twitter yesterday. Um, so basically, we're not listening to you, but we'll be back in touch when we want to sell you a Christmas jumper. Yeah, it's, you know, Lowell's been in position a long time. Uh, is it 70 grand a week or something? There's three cracking first team players on, on those wages. He's, he's definitely, reportedly, one of the best paid CEOs in, in UK football. He'll definitely be the best paid in, in Scottish football. What's he doing for his money? I suppose, you, you know, we'd ask that of a player, wouldn't we? would say, well, you know, if someone's getting 20 grand a week and they're not performing on the park, it, it, it came, came into question. We're looking at the coaching staff. What does John Kennedy, Kennedy bring to it? Well, if you ask that in a press conference, you get your press pass removed. Yep. Gavin Strachan's came in. I don't know the guy. Was it, was it Peterborough before? Peterborough. Yep. Uh, not seen any improvement since he's come in. I've seen regression. I've seen regression. Yeah. You know, we so, we can only comment on what we see on the park, Lawrence. We don't know what happens behind the Lennox Town gates. Yeah, well, you see sometimes the way the team set up like uh, against Sparta, one of your defensive midfielders, Callum. He was the boy that was pressing their defence, and you're thinking, well, where is our shape? Where's our discipline? Is it is it gone? What the coaches relaying to them? Who knows? But as you say, it's definitely regression, isn't it? Well, we've seen a number of international players doing well. Wales done international duty to come back to the club. Orton Edward is, is the prime example and he's poor. I mean, I, I would yeah. regard his season so far as being poor. Now, does he owe it to the Celtic fans to get his finger out? Of course he does. Does he owe it to Neil Lennon? Yeah. He owes it to himself because when he's looking around in January for potential suitors, Lawrence, having not barely kicked a ball all season, you know, what level is he going to? Mid-table French League? Mid-table yeah. English League? 
who's going to splash the cash on him? Uh, so you've got your number one and two forwards for now December. You've got Aiden Griff, as you said, barely kicked the ball. Mm-hmm. Griff injured again. Who knows how long for? And who knows when he'll ever be fit? Well, we're now in December. Um, so, you know, we're at that stage where if you're not fit by December, what more can the club do? Take responsibility for your own fitness and conditioning. Get yourself fit. I mean, it's December now. The, the season is already um, in crisis. We're out of three tournaments. Now, what have you done to contribute to that? That's what I would say to a player like Lee Griffiths. What have you done to contribute to Celtic's poor Poor performances because I, I said that players have undermined the manager. He's one of them. Ball and goalie's an obvious one. The people that have been given the team line, uh, leaking the team lines, they're obviously undermining the manager, whoever they may be. Um, and obviously, El is mobile, you know, but in isolation, that's nothing. But it just shows you a trend of players undermining the manager. So they have got to take some responsibility. But we all know in football, Lawrence, we don't sack the team. Yep, you can. Yeah, I mean, Griffith's one of the senior pros. <laughs> Definitely one of the senior players. Uh, and if you look what Clamalla done close season, the conditioning work he's put in, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a young development player putting in that level of effort. We've got a senior player. Doesn't seem to be putting in the same amount of effort to get fit. No. Now, Anthony Sermani, welcome to the show. You're watching us on YouTube. For anyone else who's on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. There's loads of comments come through on the live broadcast and then afterwards. And I do try and get through as many as I can uh, to respond to them, but also to block some of the other ones, Lawrence. Um, Anthony, the last time I felt so disenchanted with the board, the Kellys were in charge. Now, again, that's the type of comment that people are shooting down. Ah, oh, this is nothing like as bad as the nineties. But what you're saying there is you're you've got a dis disenchantment with the board, and I totally get that because I just don't think they engage with us. They treat the fan base with contempt, and that that is a big issue for me today. Um, now, by the way, I've I've looked at that story. Um, they've not released it as a statement. They've gone to the press. Although I've never seen any quotes, any direct quotes. It's from a source. How good is that source? I don't know. I really don't know. But let's say that the information is accurate and Neil Lennon's been given his last chance. There's no engagement with the Celtic fan base. Now, how do they engage with us when we're locked out of the stadium? Well, obviously it's the, you know, digital media, Lawrence. It's got to be social media. It's got to be. And the only statement we've seen is to tell them how embarrassed they were and how disappointed they were in the actions of a few fans after the Ross County game. Yeah, I mean, their, their engagement, I think, with fans is poor. Just ask the Resolution 12 guys. You know, nice job, but nothing to see here. Uh, that's this con board, and that's been going on for years. How is it not? How that's not in Celtic's interest, who knows? But certainly the board aren't interested. No, no, they're not. You know, and, and that's been for years. That let's be honest, it's been for years that we're not interested. I suppose it's easier to take if you're winning. <laughs> you know, the complete well, disinterest. No, you you understand, Lawrence, um, and that's fine. But we all know that in adversity, you learn a, a lot more about people um, in business and life and, and football. Of course you do. Yep. And we're learning a lot about the people who uh, make the decisions at the very top of our, our football club. Now, Christopher Gillespie, the board will be in for a big shot next season when fans start to vote with their wallets. I have had loads of messages um, 
and and by the way, that's the sentiment that I'm getting from yep. a lot of Celtic fans, direct messages, texts, WhatsApps, saying that, you know, until this is resolved, no more. I mean, you look at the investment even this season, Lawrence, in terms of, right, you renew your season ticket, where's the added value? Don't tell me it's a couple of games because it's added no value. We were doing live broadcasts during the games, watch-alongs, but we had to stop doing them because we weren't live. There was such a lag, there was such a delay, that we were getting text messages telling us that Ferenc Varos had scored, even though they hadn't, as far as the Celtic TV link was concerned. So this, this is the disenchantment that I'm getting from a lot of Celtic supporters, and they're saying no more. You know, So you subscribe to Sky Sports, BT Sports, Premier Sports, your Celtic link, you've then got to buy Ross County TV, Hibs TV, St Mirren TV, who knows what else, just to watch your team, yet we're not allowed to have an opinion. They won't listen yeah. to our opinion. I think the last person that tried to give you extra value was Fergus, wasn't it? You know, you, you would get your free travel, your discount, any reserve games for free. So, you know, if you were seeing something colder, Fergus actually tried to, to give you something on top. Don't see anything on top comes across from Celtic at the moment. They don't, you know, I don't even see a loyalty programme in regards to spend at the shop. Or it, there just doesn't seem to be anything at all back from them, does there? Nothing could, at all. Could do, Virtual question and, and answers with former players if they wanted. But Lawrence, how hard would that be to set up? You know, it wouldn't actually be hard because we've we've done up to five broadcasts a day, up to five broadcasts, at least one broadcast a day, up to five a day, uh, five hours of free content from a Celtic state of mind. Now, in terms of content they can create content. Now, I know that certain staff members won't be available, but they've got to adapt. They could be providing a lot more. And fans then feel engaged. We totally, yep. I don't know about you, I feel totally disengaged with with uh, that level of, of the club. It's basically business as usual, Lawrence, but remember, we'll be sending you some promotional emails at Christmas time to buy our merchandise. And when it comes round after a really poor season, we'll ask you to renew your season ticket. And if you don't do it, then you're no faithful through and through and you're not a real fan. Is that where we are? Well, it was only kind of the other week after another poor performance. We were going on the web, Celtic website for some info. Website wasn't working right, but the shop was, was the message. You're like, mm-hmm. brilliant. You, you know that there is no communication from them other than nothing to see here, is there? There's no, definitely no engagement. Communication, well, it's rumoured communication from a, a source, as you say. There's, there's no statement. That, that there appears to be no game plan. I mean, if they came out just now and said, look, here's Lenny's stats. We think he deserves till Christmas to try and turn it around. And that's what, at least you, you were known what they're thinking was. And then you can right give thing. them the stats in the last 10 games, win percentage 20%. No, but, you know, at least you would know what they're thinking was. But they're not even doing that. So, you know, Lenny's sitting there game to game, unless they have told them otherwise and said that, you know, who knows what their discussions are, but is it game to game? Have they decided to give them longer? See there's, the big there's thing. nothing from the club. Well, see, this is a problem, Lawrence, and whilst there's nothing, there's a big blank, and what happens? People will fill the blank in. Yeah, nature opposes a vacuum. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All the rumours on WhatsApp and Facebook and Messenger. Some of them, you've got to take with a pinch of salt, of course you do, but other ones, you know, you know people yourself that you regard as good sources um, as well, Lawrence, and obviously from time to time we get some information, we've got to really uh, be careful with that, you, you can't throw things about because 
Um, you know, the source has to be solid before you start doing stuff like that. But we're talking about a man who's still on his job. We're talking about a guy who I call a, a few times this season, I've called an icon, a hero. Um, which he is. I mean, people use the word legend all the time in football. You know, football's full of cliches, isn't it? You know, yep. um, I, you know, have the players down to tools? Has he lost the dressing room? Uh, we need an elite manager. You hear these things time and time again, and it's difficult actually to know because we don't know what happens behind the scenes. But when you're looking at Neil Lennon, you think to yourself, right, first and foremost, I can't say if he's a legend because someone might argue with me, but he's certainly an iconic figure. Of Celtic as a player and as a, as a manager, uh, modern day icon. He's a hero to many tens of thousands of Celtic supporters. Now that doesn't change, no matter what happens. And I think what I was trying to say yesterday was that Neil Lennon. What we would rather. It's the Marketers Report this week. Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Is that Neil Lennon leaves the club with his head held high for everything that he's achieved. Um, No one really wanted to see what happened um, after the Ross County game, but it happened. Right. And I've heard various different sides of that story, but, you know, it happened. Um, And I think when you're looking at Neil Lennon, I feel sorry for him. And the reason I feel sorry for him is because I think he's out of his depth. He's in a job that he should never have been given. Now, he proved a lot of doubt was wrong by winning a double last season, potentially a treble. Um, And I'm going to get on to IH Decorating's point in just a moment. But... There comes a point where if you have made that error and you've got away, you've got away with it because you've got the success of last season. Um, some luck, some due to your own, uh, good performance, some due to the fact that the challenge disappeared at Christmas time, like you've already said. But this season, you've got to look at the here and now. You've got to look at the drop in performance. It's no longer working. It's like saying, you know, your car was brilliant last year. It's great, but it's not working. It doesn't start every time you try it. Every morning this week, you've been late for work. Well, you've got to sort it, right? So you can't say, ah, but it was good last year. It got got me to my work every single day on time last year. That was then, this is now, and the time for change is definitely now. I is decorating. I genuinely think they're leaving Lennon in there, so if he beats Hearts, they can say they were, invindi- they were vindicated in appointing him as he delivered a treble. This is my point. The club have always seen us as a cash cow. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, this is all we keep hearing, Lawrence. Ah, but you're in a cup final. You could win a quadruple treble. You've only lost one domestic game. It's actually two in the calendar year. You know, I keep hearing these things. We're in a dreadful place at the moment on the football park. And it needs it needs change. It needs that risk. You know yourself. You've dealt with lots of, lots of big businesses over the years, Lawrence. And it comes to the point at that level where calculated risks need to be taken. So you were saying uh, earlier when I was talking about managers, 
but is he the right man? Well, listen, there's a risk every time you appoint a manager. There was a risk when we appointed Ronnie Dyler, Neil Lennon first time round, Brennan Rogers, and any other manager. There's always a risk. Some are calculated. Some you can look at and say that was never going to work. Um, and others at this moment in time, I feel it's a bigger risk to keep him where he is. Do you honestly think that the Celtic board do have something else up their sleeve? Yeah. For start, I think, you know, if it's just a manager we change, I don't know how much it change. I think they need to look at the coaching staff as well. And probably Peter Law. Absolutely. It's his time. You know, he's been in, a, in charge a long time for one of Desmond's CEOs. He's been charged a long time for a football CEO. He's incredibly well paid for a, a company with their size of turnover. He's easily, you know, he's almost three times the best play, paid player. A Celtic sign player, isn't he? On 70 grand a week. We'll be topping out about 25 a week just now. But Peter's on 70. Mm. You know, you look at Lenny, and it, Lenny seems to stand there alone on the, on the side. He's taking the brunt of everything. But, you know, where are the coaching staff in it? What are they doing? I think there's a joint responsibility. I've said that myself, Lawrence, and if Neil Lennon indeed departs, then I think that um, Gavin Strachan and John Kennedy need to go with him. It needs to yeah. be threefold. Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's Lenny's mistake. He'd come in without being able to pick his number two. You know, because Kennedy was promoted, appointed as assistant manager before we had a manager. And Brendan yeah. left. Hmm. So that wasn't the manager's decision, definitely not. And it could only be Peter Lowell's decision. But if you question it, Lawrence, they'll take away your press pass. You know, you know with, they, with, there's been rumours that, you know, Martin Martin left because he couldn't work with Peter. Lenny left first time round, the rumour was he couldn't work with Peter. Brendan left, the rumour was he couldn't work with Peter. Strong rumour. Yeah. Should we leave football or the management of the football side to the football manager? Well, I think when um, he was appointed, uh, it's interesting, someone sent me the newspaper clipping of when Peter Lobo was appointed. Uh, he would be dealing with all non-football matters. It's an interesting uh, clipping indeed. And yeah, I think longer term, and I, I don't mean in years time, Lawrence, I'm talking end of the season, we do need to look at that. But in the short term, to try and salvage something from this season, and that something for me has always been winning the league and winning the Scottish Cup on the 20th of December. To salvage that, to salvage those two things, we need to act. And we need to act really quickly because given them the game against AC Milan, people will say it's a dead rubber, etc. You're only playing for pride. That could get embarrassing in the San Siro. Yeah, yeah could they? Yeah. Uh... We need a performance out of Lenin's a performance every game now. That that's basically what it is, isn't it? Well, it does according to the fans, but not according to the board. So we say that's kind of the decorum area. That it doesn't seem to matter to the board, but to the fans, we're going. Surely, he can't survive another game if he doesn't get a performance. It's another. It's another week, and we're saying it again, aren't we? I mean, we say yeah. that after the Sparta game, uh, we say that uh, you know leading up to the Ross County game, we're saying it. Post Ross County, it continually is the That's, same. Yeah, it's the same things that we're saying because the the matter is not being resolved. It's not actually being looked at now. There could well be the situation. So the options at the moment with the board are they maintain the status quo, which they've said they're doing at the moment, which yep. is astonishing, or they do what they've done in the last two occasions when we've appointed a new manager and they appoint someone who is uh, unemployed. So we did that with Brendan Rodgers, we did it with Neil Lennon. Then you've got the other 
uh, option, which is we appoint someone who's already at a club and then there's a compensation package. Uh, do you test the resolve? I've seen all the names, Lawrence. Do you test the resolve of Hibs for Jack Cross and John Potter? Do you test the resolve of Preston for Alex Neal? Um, the, the big question is, do these names excite the Celtic support? Probably not, because just about any name you throw out there at the moment, unless it's on a level of the Brendan Rodgers appointment, it's just being shot down in flames. So it's a difficult one. I've heard a lot of people shouting that, um, you know, Eddie Howe's the man. Um, but then I've heard other people saying, well, you know, he wouldn't be able to manage in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. Yeah, I mean, your options, sports, you could even look at just changing the coaches and let, let Lenny pick his number two and number three. It might be something wild letting the manager do that. Would that improve Lenny's performance? Bringing in a number two and a number three of his own choosing? What, yeah. does, that, what does that say to the players? What reaction would you get from the players? That's that's a biggie with that option. Well, the word is the players are backing the manager at the moment, isn't it? Uh, so perhaps that's a, a change they would welcome. But then, if they're backing the manager, um, you know, is it, are they not playing for someone else? I just I find that very very unusual. You you, you can't just back one um, fork of the three. It's a three-pronged approach. It's, there's three members of that, that coaching staff plus Stevie Woods and yeah. I take them away from the equation. Please, if, if you disagree with me, let me know. But I just think he's a specialist coach and he's done so, so well with our goalies. And I know we do have an issue with goalkeepers at the minute, but Stevie Woods has done so well and I don't see him as part of that problem. Again, though, I, I don't get access behind the gates of Lennox Town, so I can't tell you if that's not the case. Yeah, it's... Just because, uh, you know, you like Lenny, do you have to like his number two and number three? I, I, I don't know, but that, that's certainly one ch- change they could, you think would be a, an easier change to make. They either do that or get rid of, rid of Lenny, keep the coach, you know, the number two and number three, or they get rid of all three. But surely they're not just going to keep going as they're going. Something needs to change. Well, I'm seeing on Sky Sports, and this is probably what we're seeing just at the top of the show there, Lawrence, the, the volume's down, that um, after talks this morning, Neil Lennon retains the support of the um, the, the Celtic board. So uh, it really is maintain the status quo. Everything that you and I and all the other Celtic fans are saying, we're not interested in listening to any of that, right? But we will be back in touch when we want to sell you something. Surely the board, you know, part of these talks has got to be going. There's got to be an acknowledgement things aren't going as they will. Surely they're asking Lenny what extra help we can give. What help do you need? You would think they would be giving him the option of bringing in coaches that, that he wants to pick that he thinks could help. Is that option not even being considered? I think then what you're doing is you're admitting that you yourself as the CEO have made the wrong decision in terms of putting in the coaching staff, which is obviously what's happened. I mean, we all know Neil Lennon didn't choose his coaching staff. So is he going to be able to, when you look at the um, the events of the last few days where they won't bow down to Celtic pressure, so the fan pressure after the, after the game against Ross County, we won't back down to that. We'll do it our way. Um, I don't think they're going to admit any kind of error now. What if Lenny's, you know, said it's not going well? And that's what it would tell me. Do you think that the board would just not come back and say, no, just keep I, just keep doing what you're doing? 
Yeah, I do. I actually, I actually do. You know, this is my worry because, I mean, we've heard from Neil Lennon himself that he's in touch with uh, Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond every week, every three days. We've heard all that. So if this issue is only coming to light now, why has it not been mentioned before? I honestly don't think, Lawrence, if it's been raised, if that is an issue, indeed, if it is an issue, um, I don't think that they would, uh, they would say, OK, then we'll give you a new coaching staff. I mean, you look at everybody that's assisted Lenny in his managerial career, not one of them is going to improve this situation. He wanted Tommy Johnson, didn't he? Yeah, well, amongst others. Uh, and after Johnson said no, you know, there was others uh, in the frame that were expecting a call. But, you know, it didn't come. Gavin Strachan was appointed. So, <laughs> you know, what's Lenny going to do? You know what? If he, if he said to the board, listen, I think this would help the board just knock it back. They've got to try and change something. You know, they, they, I think the, the feeling of the whole support is we can't just keep continuing on, whether it's getting rid of Lenny, whether it's getting rid of all three of the coaching staff, whether it's getting rid of the, the two coaches and giving Lenny's own man, or whether it's just get, getting somebody like Brian McLaren to help Lenny. But surely it can't just be, we'll just go with the status quo all the time. You know, well, how long do you go without improvement? We've gone long enough. I think that's that's the big message coming from myself and um, MS on YouTube is bringing up the name of Eddie Howe. We've seen a lot of that. We've heard a lot of people saying Eddie Howe when we're looking at the performances of Eduard this season. But Eddie Howe is a name that keeps coming back time and time again. Lawrence, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I'm going, to have, I'm going to have a look through some of the names that are coming in. Uh, could Eddie Howe come in here? Because I've been talking to a lot of people uh, with a vested interest in English football who reckon he couldn't handle the goldfish bowl of Glasgow. They brought Bournemouth up, didn't he? Football league manager of the decade. One top half finish. Went to Burnley, didn't work out. Uh, to Bournemouth, I don't really see anything spectacular. He, he's not a name that excites me. He, he, he's not. Could he handle Glasgow? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, as a tactical, I just don't see that he's done anything outstanding down south that would recommend him to us. Uh, Slavin Village, you know, he, he's been mentioned. I can't see us. I can't see us going down south because we've got our fingers burnt with Tony Mowbray. Remember the compensation package, you know, paying yeah. him up. Yeah, the compo was about two and a half million, wasn't it, Lawrence? Yeah. So yeah, you know, whose decision was Mowbray? Uh, is it going to take Desmond to set Stephen and appoint a manager again? Would he fund something like some someone like Pochettino? I don't know. He's he's out of work. Could he balance that off and go, well, there's no compensation here? It puts him back in the shop when there's a manager. But he fancy coming up and thinking, I'll get what's left, six months? Six months' money. Uh, and it's me right back in the shop window for, for a job in England, especially if he comes up here. Wins the a is, treble, yep. wins a league and wins a cup. I was talking yesterday about this to a couple of Hearts fans, actually. They're Hearts fans, but they're all right. And um, I was talking about how every name that comes up, uh, you know, it's derided. It is. This, this yep. is where we are. And this is why I'm going through some of the names, because I think Jack Cross is a particularly good manager. Um, I rate him highly. I've said it time and time again. Do I want him as a manager of Celtic? 
Um, do I want to go to Hibs and try and work out a compensation package? Not at this moment in time. I don't think he's the guy we need. We need impact. We need somebody to hit the ground running. Jack Ross, long term, maybe if he's developed a wee bit more, you see what he's done with Hibs compared to what Neil Lennon did with Hibs. Um, I know that they took them over in different, you know, they were in different places and they inherited very different squads, Lawrence. But um, I, I do rate Jack Ross highly. I think he will continue to progress as a manager. And I think he'll probably uh, progress again by getting another move down south because the Sunderland one, I reckon, was too soon for him. And he'll probably even be a candidate in the future as a Scotland manager. Um, I don't think he would be. You, you see Thomas McNulty's reaction. I don't think he would be um, a popular choice. But. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of these choices aren't going to be popular. Lawrence, you said that, um, you know, Eddie Howe doesn't excite you. A lot of these managers aren't going to excite you. Yep. Are they going to get the job done? That, that's the key. If they don't excite us, will they excite the players? I think we, we're going to need somebody with some gravitas that comes in. You know, we've got an underperforming squad. I, I we do. Anyone can deny that. Uh, would they work harder for Jack Ross than they would Neil Lennon? Or would they work harder for Eddie Howe than they do for Neil Lennon? We don't but, know how much respect that he have in the game. It, it, it's, it's who's out there. I think we should really be aiming as high as possible. You know, when Dermot's intervened before, who's he appointed that's worked out? You know, it's big managers, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rogers. These were guys that came with gravitas and a reputation. They demanded respect. And I, I think it's that type of appointment that's needed again. I've seen a lot of people suggesting uh, Ralph Ranić. There's a lot of good uh, chat around his philosophy of football, Lawrence. And is that the the kind of name you're talking about when you talk about gravitas and management? Yeah, I, th- I think he would get players respect straight away. You know, he'd establish the relationship and the buy-in a lot quicker than perhaps you know an up-and-coming manager would. They maybe take. And, and let's be honest, we, we, we just now we. Even if we bring in a new guy, it's almost game to game because of the 10, is it? Well, hopefully... Until he puts a run together and mm. then you're looking at Rangers dropping points, then it stops becoming game to game. But while they maintain their form and, and it's, it's game to game for us just now, isn't it? Um, Olivier Twin reckons that Jack Ross is laughable. Th- this is the kind of response we're getting for most names, to be honest, unless you throw in somebody of the, the kind of magnitude of Ralph Ranić. And uh, obviously, you know, we- we've mentioned quite a few people over the last uh, weeks in relation to this job, Lawrence. And yeah. any other suggestions, bring them up, you know, shout them out. I got asked yesterday, um, who who would I, who would I, um, like to see at Celtic Park. Anybody I see is going to be shot down as well. Ah, that's, you know, that's never going to happen. That's fantasy stuff. But it all depends. Do we want to maintain the status quo? Well, this week we do. Um, do we want to go for someone unemployed as we have done the last two times we've appointed a manager? Or are we going for someone who's already got a job? Uh, and then there's a compo package. Now, if you go for someone who's already got a job, Lawrence, you're not going to get that person of gravitas that you're talking about, like your Ralph Ranić. okay? You're not going to get that if he's got a job because he's going to have a job at a big club that's trying to win honours and progress to the Champions League. So you are looking at people in jobs like Alex Neil, like Jack Ross, these types of players who may see it as, you know, progression of their managerial career. We've got a billionaire in charge. We've got a few on the board. You know, would they fund a manager? Is there any reason, you know, surely he's got to see what's going on with the club. 
where is his ambition? I know he's kind of put the, the kibosh in the Atlantic League. I don't know if he's got something. I suspect there's something else in the background, but it's not. I don't think as a club, or certainly the board, don't like money that they couldn't invest in a market. We call it a marquee manager, well, no, an elite manager. Do we need to ask for that? See, a few weeks ago, I think it was Aberdeen game actually. Kevin Graham put me on the spot. Right, you want to get rid of Lenny? Who do you bring in? And at that point, I said, well, why not go for this management team of gravitas, right? And you're, as I say, you're mocked because why on earth would why on earth would Martinez leave Belgium for Celtic? He won't. He absolutely won't. But if you're talking about money, how much more is he on than Neil Lennon? Because you know the figures that that you can find online from reputable sources would suggest that he's not on a great deal more. So a lot of these managers aren't on five million pound a year, Lawrence. Yeah. So with well, regards to having to look at um, you know benefactors to come in with money, we don't need that. We can afford it as a club. We're already affording to employ three members of staff in the coaching team. Yeah, but, you know, what I'm saying is money shouldn't be an object. We've got benefactors there. But, you know, we're financially well off as a club. Why would it? Uh, why should that be the stumbling block if the board show that ambition? Damn it's shown it. You know, at least twice before with Rogers and O'Neill. Look at the results. You'd almost say it was a, a tried and tested method for us to get success. But where have we skimmed in money before? Mowbray? Mm, well, at that time, though, if you remember, um, did you say skimmed or squandered? Did you say squandered? <laughs> probably both. I said skimmed, both. you know. Right. Yeah, it's probably think, both, isn't it? I think when Mowbray came in, if you remember it, I mean, it obviously came in on the back of a very disappointing season under Strachan. Strachan's fourth season, Lawrence, it was horrible to watch. It was yeah. really poor, really poor. He stayed a season too long. He's now admitted that. It's great with hindsight. Um, he won the three in a row and he should have walked in. And you look back on his achievements and a lot of fans didn't enjoy his football, but, you know, last 16 of the Champions League twice, uh, a treb- uh, you know, three three leagues in a row um, a treble league win that is rather than a treble domestic win but then Mowbray comes in we looked at Mowbray as one of these up and coming managers he had done so well at Hibs he got the big move to West Bromwich Albion and we thought he was going to come to us and it was a scintillating football remember his philosophy yeah. he was talking about this exciting football that fitted this mould didn't work and, we, and, yeah. and actually it cost us a lot of money to bring him in yeah. Had he done well, you know, his, his teams were good three games out of five, which is currently better than, than we're doing, you know, but I'm, I'm not so sure he was all uh, that when he came in. I don't think he put together teams that were consistent, but there you go. And, and we definitely need consistency. You know, we need to be winning every game. No, I'll take I'll take you on that point at the moment there, Lawrence. It's very, very important what you've just said there. Now, D McD, a new manager, is a risk we need to take, and I totally agree with that. But what you've just said there is very interesting because Terry Tibbs comes in to say that could how take the pressure of having to win every game? Because you've just said that. You don't see the yeah. questions coming in yeah. or the comments coming in. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at some of our previous managers that we've appointed now, Neil Lennon, twice round. He knew the culture of the club, which is that you've got to win every game. Now, that culture goes through every age level. No matter where you are in the club or in the pyramid system of that club, that's a winning mentality, right? So that's fine, and he had it. You then look at who replaced him, Ronnie Dyla. Did he have that mentality? No. 
you look at his previous clubs as a player and as a manager, he didn't have that man- mentality. He didn't know um, the stature of Celtic Football Club. He had never operated at that level, whereby he had to win every single game. And I remember his comments after a one nothing defeat to Inverness Cali away, um, where it proved that he didn't have that mentality. He thought he could rest a few players for the European game and a defeat was fine in the league and he quickly realised that was unacceptable. You then look at who replaced Ronnie Dyler, Brendan Rodgers. Did he have the mentality of winning every game? Well, perhaps there was a level of that at Liverpool, but all of, it, all of his other previous clubs, no. Winning every game, every managerial appointment he had previous to Liverpool, no, he didn't have that. Um, and then you look at Lenny, second time round. So he comes in having had a spell at Hibs and Bolton, None of the clubs expect to win every single game. So there is a pressure. Um, Gordon Strachan, go further back, Gordon Strachan hadn't been at any clubs that had the pressure of having to win every game. Southampton and Coventry were his previous managerial appointments. Martin O'Neill hadn't been at a club as a manager when you look at it because, I mean, he'd done so well with Leicester, but he wasn't at a club where he had to win every single game and a draw was a crisis and a couple of defeats were a crisis or a run of 10 games was a crisis. So I totally get what Terry Tibbs is saying. Could how take the pressure of having to win every game? Because that's the pressure us as fans put on managers and players. Yep. But we've had very successful managers who didn't have that mentality when they came to the club. Well, you touched on it. Lenny had it from his playing days. You can maybe say Strachan had it from his time at Man United. But Daniela had it at Forest when he was winning two European Cups. He certainly didn't have it as a manager. But you, you touched on Lenny had it from his time as a player because he went from player to Celtic manager, really. Yeah, you know, other than Nottingham yeah, Forest so, for a, so. a few games, but the the other guys you mentioned had a playing career and then a lengthy managerial career yeah. before they came to Celtic. But they know what the expectation was like to be at a club where you were expected to win every game. That's the point of making, you know. Well, Strachan more, more, more so player. at Aberdeen. I think Strachan more so at Aberdeen because yeah. when he was at Man United, they weren't. They weren't a top-end club that, actually, I was going to say they are now. They, they weren't the team that Fergie later yeah. built. Yeah, but there still was the pressure that he won every game, wasn't there? That we were under. So, the, the guys have experienced that level of expectation, so we say, that perhaps, you know, Howe's never had, had it born mouth, you know. Uh, I don't know what Howe's playing career was like. Did they play for anyone where you know that expectation was there? The way the fans the size of the club, but for me, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't fancy Eddie Howe. I, I would think it's got to be you know a manager of gravitas, and I think you know Dermot's intervened before when uh, Peter's football and decisions haven't. Sorry, I took, I took a window at your sales there when I put Paul Lambert's name up. I noticed that Lawrence you stopped talking <laughs> like, when that appeared on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, when Peter's football football appointments haven't worked, Dermot's intervened and points, you know, managers of gravitas that have worked for us. Now, th- this is interesting. The reason I'm bringing this up from Joe, Joe Porter, who comes on uh, and contributes to the broadcast so regularly, and it's great to see you, Joe, is sometimes you do have to think out the box, to use yet another cliche. Um, who schooled us for Ferenc Varos this season? Rebrov. Yep. It was Rebrov, Rebrov wasn't it? Shevchenko, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Old he's doing all right. Uh, Rebrov's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah. As a manager, uh, you know, with a shoestring budget. There's, there, I've seen the name Petrescu coming up, Dan Petrescu coming up, and you think to yourself, there's loads and loads of managerial options out there, Lawrence. And yeah, there's people that you think, oh, that would be great. That, no one knows what's going to work. 
No one knows. It's all about the type of market you're in. So the two markets Celtic are going to operate in, because, well, I'm going to throw a third one in there. Are they going to promote from within? Because I've seen John Kennedy's name on the odds list, and I really hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. Then you've got the market of unemployed managers, of which there are many. And their agents, let's be honest, their agents will be in dialogue as we speak with Celtic Football Club and any other club who are in a similar situation in terms of the manager being under pressure. And then you've got people who are in a job. And if they're in a job, Lawrence, we're not going to get someone in the top five of any of the elite leagues. But you might look at someone who's performing well elsewhere. And that's why I'm bringing up Joe Porter with Shevchenko. There's loads of managers all over there, uh, all over Europe. Um, who might be performing, who might be able to come in. Yes, it's a risk, but every appointment is going to be a risk. I think it's a bigger risk to do nothing. Yeah, definitely. You know, we don't see what we turn the corner. Lenny's saying it itself. You know, if we've got Shevchenko in, does that mean uh, Shred comes back at <laughs> cut his loan short and he might get a chance again? Uh, well, listen, Shevchenko was some player. Terry Tibbs is a tombolo of names. It really is, um, Terry. And, you know, it's one of the things where sometimes you're loath to even speak about it for a couple of reasons. Neil Lennon's still in position, for example. But you always get asked the question, get rid of Lenny, what happens next? Who do you put in his place? And I think the point I'm trying to make is there's plenty of options if that is the decision that is eventually made. Um, Tom... Crossing, I think Moyes is the guy. I think at one point he probably was the guy for Celtic. Is he still the guy? Do we want to go to West Ham and deal with West Ham in terms of a compensation package? I mean, you're talking millions just to get him on board. Yeah, you know? it's, it's what level of ambition are the board going to show? I suppose that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's all about uh, ambition and the next step that they make, the next decision that they make will uh, communicate to the fans because that's the only level of communication we're getting at the moment, their level of ambition. Are they happy to maintain a status quo and be the second uh, football team in Scotland, which is unacceptable? Um, Are they going to push the boat out for someone who, as you say, has the gravitas? You've not mentioned Rafa Benitez, um, who you know wasn't even asked about the job last time round. Which was, yeah, that was shocking, wasn't it? You know, mm. it's... Surely when you're interviewing for any position, you've got to have a look at the market and see what's the best out is out there. You, you, you would have thought that that was the, the least amount of due diligence you could do. Even if you had a preferred candidate, you'd still want to see what was available. Of course, yeah. I mean, with your experience, Lawrence, if you had a drawer full of applications and you know what the guy in front of you can do, surely you have a look at what else is on the on the table. Oh. Yeah, what you have to look through the market. Yeah. You've got to look through the market. Because you never know. You might turn up a someone that you didn't think would uh, take the job, didn't think was on the market, but for whatever reason they are. Scott Brown has been suggested by uh, Treborne Mint. I think, you know, there's probably a long-term plan in Scott's head and, and with the club as well in relation to that. Um, I think we've seen in the past, Lawrence, you know, legends of clubs being asked to step up and you know it's a very difficult task if you think about it because I mean he is for me struggling to fulfil his duties as a player and captain so I don't think making him the the, the gaffer is is going to work that's just my opinion Um, Grant says Kennedy until the end of the season and Stevie Clark the reason I'm asking about um, Grant's uh, suggestion is Stevie Clark Lawrence now I know that he had been spoken to previously um, as you just adjust yourself so yep. that um, 
the lighting's a wee bit better. There you go. Yeah. You've, you have a face. Um, <laughs> Stevie Clark had been interested previously, uh, but he's also said that he wouldn't like to get back into the, the Glasgow uh, sectarianism issue that uh, you know he's seen since he came back up from England. He was interviewed before, wasn't he? So he was. Elsewhere. He was, yeah. But Kennedy till the end of the season. No. <laughs> I, I don't know what John Kennedy's done to even suggest that he's the assistant manager. Well, we but, don't. But, but there we, we go. We don't, because again, we opened up the show talking about a lack of engagement. And uh, yeah, we do have a lack of engagement. We'll just leave you with with this one for Jamesy Boy. Thanks for the humour. Um, but the reason I bring this one up is because Slaney and Cy Ferry of Open Goal are up for Best International Podcast of the Year. And they're up against a Celtic state of mind. So we're up against the boys, actually. And it was meant to be tonight. And it was meant to be at Tottenham Hotspur's football stadium down in London. And we were all invited down. And it would have been the glam and the glitz for a night, Lawrence. And, you know, yep. you and the rest of the guys would have been with me this time, I think. Uh, you let me fly solo last time we went down. Uh, but it's been delayed. It's now going to be next Tuesday. So we will find out who is the King of Kings. We won the award in 2018. Open goal won it in 2019. Now it's a head-to-head. Yeah. it's uh, You never know. We might have a new manager for then. We might have won some games by then. I wouldn't bet on it. Lawrence Conley, thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Thanks. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto. Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. 
House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.